0: From points across California, you're listening to the Disneyland Edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 365 for the week of November 6, 2014. The Diz Unplugged Disneyland Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. I'm your host, Tom Bell, and I'm joined by our Disneyland team, Nancy Johnson, Mary Jo malata Willie, Michael Bowling, and Tony Spatel. In this week's show, Michael chats with author Don Ballard about the history of the Disneyland Hotel, and we've reached a new low. We talk about our favorite bathrooms in Disneyland Park. All that plus this week's news, roundtable, rapid-fire, and our disboard Thread of the Week on this edition of the Diz Unplugged. Hello, everyone.
1: Hello. Hey!
2: Hey
0: there! Hi there! Ho there! How was everyone's week?
2: It rained. Yay, it
0: rain! Rained.
3: Yay! Except the poor little trick or treaters up here got sort of rained <laughs> yes, out a bit.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we have lots of candy
1: left. Yeah, I had yeah, zero. We did too.
3: I had we zero. didn't have any. Yeah, didn't we have didn't
4: any. give any out this year. We just decided to take. Nice. <laughs>
3: we had we had about forty, and normally on a Friday night we would get a couple hundred, and wow. uh, but. The rain was so bad that mm-hmm. you know they, they only had like a two-hour window, an yeah, hour d- and a half. It didn't window. hit
0: here till after after that. So mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was it was chilly and and the wind
3: was blowing, but at least they got to trick or treat before mm-hmm. the rains came. But, but yeah, some, that's
4: how it was with some, us too. Some yeah.
3: of our neighbors with the little preschoolers they tried to beat the rain, and you know, Carol calls me at work at like two thirty, three o'clock, saying, "Where's the candy?" Because What's- they were out trick or treating already.
4: so we've learned that if we go out trick-or-treating we can't be the nice family that leaves the bowl because that's what we usually do is we put a plastic bowl out and you know a little note please take one and we come home and sometimes the bowl is stolen and sometimes the bowl is not oh my gosh so we've just said you know what screw it we're not decorating this year we're just going to take the kids out and maybe next year we'll stay home and give out because I love decorating and giving out candy and things like that. But
2: mm-hmm. You could have like a haunted chicken house. Oh, no, stop! Hey, I made beer can chicken for dinner last with Guinness. Oh no,
0: <laughs> not the chickens! That was quick.
4: Hey, hey Zoe suggested it. And uh I'm
0: done and it these. came out
4: really good. If you've never made beer can chicken before, Was it one of it your chickens or a
0: grocery store chicken? No,
4: it was a grocery store chicken. Okay.
3: Oh, one. I thought it was poor little Penelope.
4: None of mine. No, we don't have any name Penelope yet. Not anymore. anymore? <laughs> <laughs> the first one that's going to go, man, is Zelda. If if Zoe can't get her attitude changed. <laughs> Either that or June. June is the oldest of the bunch, so I expect she'll be the first one Aww. to get eaten.
3: It should be tough. <laughs> so, welcome to Chicken Talk with Nancy. Very
0: nice. All right. So, housekeeping. Um, a couple weeks ago, I talked with Todd Reagan from the Walt Disney Birthplace Restoration Foundation, and they are trying to raise money to um, restore the uh, the house in the Chicago area that was Walt Disney's and actually Roy Disney's birthplace. And they were looking for a total of forty thousand, but they needed eighteen thousand to replace all the windows. That was their first goal. And they are past that goal. Now they're up to like twenty thousand dollars fundraise. Wow. So they're well on their way to their forty thousand dollar goal to get the get the outside of the of the house um weatherized basically is what they need to do before the Chicago winters hit. Um, I think their their deadline—they don't have
4: much time. <laughs> yeah, no, their
0: deadline is December fifth, which is Walt's birthday. So, I will make sure we put a link in the show notes to, again to their um, start some good campaign page. Uh, you can go there and just donate money, but then you could, or you can also buy things. You can buy, um, you can go on there and buy baseball caps or T-shirts or things like that, and and get something for your money. So, I think I'm gonna go buy me a baseball cap or something like that so any other housekeeping i have one go ahead michael
3: well big hero six the 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 film that i know tony is anticipating can't wait <laughs> arrives in theaters on november 7th and walt disney studios and disney animation studios have launched a new microsite in support of big hero six titled baymax um I think it's like a small website. Okay. I don't know. It's a, it's a small it's Just actually it I like went on it. It's like a
4: pop-up shop. Thank you. <laughs> it's
3: <nice>. actually
4: <laughs> a site
3: within the the larger site of Big Hero 6. And so it's called Baymax Hero Lab. And so through a series of questions and fun interactive activities such as a Big Hero 6 theme memory game, which I could not get to work today, and plugging the leaks in Baymax, the site aims to give you a superhero identity along with identifying your superpower and it teams you up with one of the Big Hero 6 team members. So it's a lot of fun. And a lot of music, and and then they they have other things from the film on that site as well. So we'll have a link to the Baymax Hero Lab in our show notes. And remember, you can meet the real Baymax in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. Just don't
0: take a safety pin to him or anything.
3: Yes, really. Well, that's one of the games. That's one (laughs) of the games. Pin the tail on Baymax. (laughs) Bring scotch tape.
4: (laughs) (laughs) That's one of my favorite... Favorite of all the promo sequences is is him sitting there at the police station, scotch shaping himself. Yeah, <laughs> nice. Yeah, actually, they had a DVC um, a DVC member promo over the weekend of uh, Big Hero Six. Mm-hmm. Of course, they send out the invitation like the, and of course, the minute they send it out, it fills right. like rapidly. Yeah. I don't think I'm ever going to be able to get into one of those. Yeah, yeah,
3: D twenty three. I think had some events as well. All right, let's
0: talk about what else. Uh, what else is in housekeeping?
2: Um, I had a just a real quick one. Go ahead, Jo. Now that Halloween is over, just wanted to bring everybody's Merry attention. Merry Christmas! Woo! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, there's still Thanksgiving, but um, what? over on the Disneyland board, we have a couple of. Uh, places where people can get good information one of them is on the com slash disneyland page where you keep us up to date on everything that's happening i should try you do well and what i like about it is that it's validated so it's there's not rumored info but it's real info Uh and then on our forums we have a thread by our moderator sherry e (laughs) and she's all
0: full of rumors (laughs)
2: Well, she has a fantastic thread. She even references the podcast and some of her, her stuff and, and also the um, info that you have, but it's a, one of what we call a super thread. And she has a lot of information, a lot of pictures and a lot of contributors to that thread. And it's called Disneyland at Christmas slash holiday season, super thread number four the holidays are almost here, so I encourage everybody to go over there if they want to know what's happening um, during the holidays. And she has it very well organized, also.
0: Very cool. Um, we skip past another holiday. We were you, you brought up uh, before we started. Brought up uh, Veterans Day is coming up on our on my yes. last trip to Disneyland. Uh, after Phoenix, on the way back home, I stopped at Disneyland, and I'm heading out of the park at, what, 3, 3.34 o'clock, and I get caught by Flag Retreat. I'm like, I gotta stop. Yeah, they <laughs> had They, had, they had just started it. I'm like, okay, yeah, no, I'm going to stand here half an hour, and I'm going to watch this thing. It's just, I don't know. And it was a good one because it was the band and it was Dapper Dan's. Everybody was there. and and
2: That's their typical one. But for Veterans Day, oh, my gosh, yeah. they go yeah. all out for it. How so? So, so what? how did you, mean... you feel when you watched it?
0: Oh, I, no, I love the thing. I mean, it's just emotional. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, the, the uh, there weren't a lot of veterans or, or military guys that, that came forward during it, but it was like they were – after 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 it, they were shaking each other's hands, making point of finding the other person and saying hello, and it was just really really cool. I think so. Yeah.
2: Has anybody not seen Flag Retreat in our group? We've all seen it. Yes. Yeah. I
3: think yeah I've we're all seen all it. Much. Yeah. It was very moving when our son participated in it. Oh well. Wow. Being in the Navy and with his daughters standing there, it was very. It was. Very meaningful for us. Nice. Nice.
1: All right. Any other housekeeping? Yes, Instant. yes Tony. This, you guys are going to help me here. So I just so got an amazing. email, and I know I should be focusing, from uh, one of the uh, teachers at work. What's the best way to get discounted tickets for just a one-day pass? I figured you'd know because you're like the <laughs> Disney freak. And, of course
0: – Yeah, I get that question all the time. Yeah, so what's, what about yeah, – I was going to say,
1: sorry, good luck, forget it. But That's <laughs> – that's the answer. I just basically. wanted to double check with all the all my peeps before I said that.
4: Check with your work program and I see mean, if you get at least any kind of discount. Yeah, I mean a dollar
0: dollar or two is all you can hope for at this point in the game, right? Marjorie? Right.
2: Right. It's it's not very much. Unless like Nancy said, if you can get it through your work. Uh I think I it's I think
4: ours is like six dollars off or something, or maybe even ten, but
2: ours is similar to that. Right now they're doing the end of the year, so they're they've discounted those tickets a bit. A bit more. And then also if you buy. If you have a Target uh, charger debit card. And you buy your tickets. Um, excuse me. A Disney gift card through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll With get the 5%? 5% off. Which yeah. isn't really much. But it's. Uh, well. Five bucks off $100. So. That's that's their best. Um,
0: I mean the only way you can save money. Right is, is to get multi-day passes. Or. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the only the only real discount anymore is uh, military and, and retired military discount, and then occasionally Southern California resident. All right. Thanks for so the they help.
4: haven't had one of those programs in a long time. Mm-hmm.
0: No, it's yeah. They're still trying to
2: pay off California Adventure. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. Well, and they don't need to discount it because of California Adventure.
2: Right. Sometimes, if they do, it's gonna it's not going to be now for sure. It's not going to happen until January.
1: Right. Well, thank you. Mm-hmm. I've responded. I just wanted to double check because yeah. <laughs> I thought I was right, but you know, I'm not mm-hmm. as detail-oriented sure. with Disney stuff as you guys are. So
0: if you want to email us and ask us that question, you can email us at dlpodcast
3: at com, and we'll, we'll be
0: nicer to you than we were to...
4: We have an answer you. when the 3 o'clock parade
0: is. Yeah, exactly.
3: Or send uh, a message to Tony and he'll answer,
0: he'll answer you. Yeah, we'll say listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh and you can find that podcast at com. also uh our show notes page links to anything we talk about uh podcast cruise coming up very very soon hope to see you all there uh there's still room on the Royal Caribbean Alaska cruise with the Disney Dreams and a little bit of travel that's coming up June 12th of 2015 uh anything else in housekeeping
2: no good okay i want i want to mention that they're going to be filming the holiday parade yeah. I was I was hoping Nancy would bring that up because she's the expert on that. D- I wow, don't for...
1: don't ever say expert, "expert" and Nancy in the same sentence. Come on, <laughs> you know that she's the expert on everything, and now you're just. But she thinks that I'm not saying she's not anymore. But then you're just throwing more, like you know, when you have one of those those generals that have all those different, like colored. Th- you're just throwing another one. She's gonna fall over with the weight. of
2: <laughs> – But it's true. <laughs> Anyway, this weekend is the they're going to be filming the Christmas parade, and if you would like to be in the Christmas parade uh, in the as part of the audience, we recommend that you dress with some Christmas colors. People will be they will have their Christmas outfits on and their little Santa hats, etc., and you have a better opportunity of of being in the background on these on the show, but plan on kind of being bored watching it over and over and over and over again and planning yourself there all day because they will film these shots several times and you never know which one's going to end up being on air.
3: Do we know yep. who's performing, who the musical people are?
1: Okay, it's, t- it's time to announce it. Just go ahead, Michael. Oh, we've been waiting. <laughs> yes. say who, say, say
3: Global who- Hygiene Revolution is, is will be performing in front of the castle. So
0: all our groupies. I don't think they ever an- announce it here, do they? I mean, Disney. World no, does, they don't. But...
4: O- they don't officially announce it because they don't want to be mobbed. Yeah. It's kind of like the morning we saw the Jonas Brothers when they were at their height of their popularity. Mm-hmm.
0: You mean the... they're not popular
4: anymore?
3: They're they broke up. Oh.
4: Did you hear my eyes roll? <laughs> <laughs> no. Except uh, I knew in
3: advance that they were performing. Did you? Yeah.
4: I'm not sure if I knew that they were performing or not. I think I knew about Stevie Wonder because I think he performed that same year. But, but I mean, we stumbled. Like, we we literally walked into the park. Because
0: Stevie Wonder was as popular as the Jonas Brothers?
4: No, I think they announced Stevie Wonder ahead of time. <laughs> but they didn't announce the Jonas Brothers because they didn't want to run a little teenage girls mm, okay. all over the place. You know, it's, it just depends on who... I mean... Stevie Wonder doesn't get, you know, unsupervised 13 year olds. Instead, he gets unsupervised 52 year olds. But anyway.
0: All right, excellent. Over to Tony with the news.
1: Parents of some disabled children are upset with SeaWorld. Parents of disabled children are crying foul over SeaWorld's decision to eliminate its longstanding policy of offering free admission to companions of individuals who are unable to come to the San Diego theme park on their own. SeaWorld San Diego said what recently that it changed its decades-long policy last year to make it consistent with the ticket pricing practices at all other SeaWorld parks and entertainment properties, which did not offer complimentary admission passes for those who accompanied disabled visitors. We still offer a significantly discounted ticket for both our guests with disabilities and their escorts, specifically by providing them 50% off of the single-day general admission price, SeaWorld San Diego spokesman Dave Kuntz said in a written statement. In addition to offering this half-off ticket, we offer additional programs to assist our guests with disabilities, such as complimentary guides for visitors that are visually impaired and American Sign Language interpretation for those with hearing impairments. Parents say the discounted single admission discounts are of little help to local residents whose children and their escorts are coming multiple times to the park and instead rely on passes to cover visits throughout the year. A general admission ticket for an adult is $84, the same price as a fun card, which, if purchased now, covers entrance to the park through the end of 2015. There is no half-price discount for the pass. The price for children ages 3 to 9 is $78. Discount policies vary across theme parks in Southern California. Local parks like the San Diego Zoo and Legoland offer free escort passes, while major attractions such as Disneyland Universal Studios Hollywood do not. Some local parents recently have opted to file formal civil rights complaints with the Department of Justice, alleging discrimination by SeaWorld because their children, some of whom are adults, were denied reasonable accommodation to come to the park they contend. The complaints are largely coming from parents whose children have varying forms of developmental disabilities, including autism, and regularly visit SeaWorld on a monthly and weekly basis because of the enjoyment and familiar structured environment it provides them. Kuntz said that SeaWorld takes its responsibilities under the Americans with Disabilities Act very seriously and believes it is complying with the law. With the park's change in policy, some parents say they are paying hundreds of dollars more each year to purchase passes for caregivers and aides who accompany their children on SeaWorld's outing, SeaWorld outings. They worry that many disabled individuals can no longer come to the theme park because their low-income parents do not have the financial means to pay for the added cost of admission. Regular folks can go by themselves, said Connie Strobane. Who has filed a complaint on behalf of her 32 year old son, Michael, who is both mentally retarded and autistic? My son can't go by himself, and his reasonable accommodation has always been an escort pass. So now, because of his disability, he's being discriminated against financially. Who's going to wow. touch that with a tent? Like, there's good arguments yeah. on both sides. Iowa first was like, whatever. But the idea that, well, the accommodation is a third, this, this adult can't go without their purse, their like escort. None of the other parks do it, but I find it interesting. Cause at first, then I sort of started reading. I was like, no, no, whatever, deal with it. But in terms of, you know, reasonable accommodations, I don't know.
4: But n- nobody ever says anybody has to have anything for free. Look at how many people in this world who are never, ever going to be to a Disney park or to any other kind of major theme park because it's not free. So they've been very, very generous for all these decades, giving that companion pass. In fact, I didn't even realize that companion pass right. existed for Legoland. Yeah, Land. either
1: did I. Now, what's interesting, though, is if something turns up with this case, then are isn't the next logical step legally, to go after the other places? Yep. Like I bet it, Disney is watching this very closely. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, wouldn't that apply to almost anything? I mean, anything you pay admission to? You're right, like a movie. Right. Like uh, that was, was yeah. going to be... My, yeah, do, do, does, can I you mean, get a, pan, a companion pass for a movie? For like a... a I doubt sign it. Sign language interpreter or something like that? Yeah, I know, that's interesting. Hmm.
4: That's
0: very interesting. I doubt interesting. it. I are going to have to call, it, call Jack and see if we get a legal opinion on this thing.
4: I think it'll be interesting, definitely. Yeah. Wow.
1: Okay, in other, in other news, super lawyer Gloria Allred demands okay. accountability <clears throat> after Universal Studios employee allegedly calls girls sluts and whores. I guess wow. we should have warned people about that before we discussed it. A couple of 13-year-old girls were the target of some inappropriate jokes during a live show at Universal Studios Hollywood and famed feminist attorney Gloria Allred is not amused. The girls, accompanied by their mothers, recounted their story at a press conference at Allred's offices in Los Angeles. They said they were at the theme park's Halloween Horror Nights where they attended a stage show based on the Universal movie The Purge Anarchy. Allred said an actor incorporated the girls into the show. Come over here, hookers. The actor allegedly said to three girls, two of whom are Allred's (laughs) clients. What's your name? Remember, they are 13. I'm just saying. You're laughing, Tom. They're 13.
0: No, no. I'm just – because I've seen the show. Yeah.
3: I know exactly who did this. Oh, okay. And what the whole theme was. Okay. So then we can discuss that in a second.
1: Um, What's your name? I'm just going to call you Slut 1, then Slut 2, and Slut 3, said the actor. The actor also asked the crowd how much they would pay for the girls. When a man held up a dollar, the female actor said, no, the bidding starts at $200,000. The girls told their moms what happened and also showed them quick video clips of the event. I was horrified, said one of the parents, Sharla Fisher. She was called names by a Universal Studios employee that no 13-year-old girl should be called. She was sexualized over the microphone in front of a crowd of people and then put up for auction where an adult male from the crowd bid on her. Fisher said she lodged a complaint at the theme park's website and placed a call asking to speak to management but was rebuffed. She said she placed another call... When this time was informed that someone would get back to her in a few days. When no one did, she hired Allred. Allred said she is not yet seeking money compensation for her clients, just a meeting with Universal Management, an apology, and some policy changes. She also said that, the, that absent the latter, the park should post the following signs. Parents, beware. Your daughter's about to enter Universal Studios for Halloween Horror Night. While on our property, your daughter, who may be as young as 13 years old, may be called a slut, a horror, or a hooker by Universal employees. Proceed at your own risk. But the parent wasn't there to read it, so what? At the press conference, Alra displayed a mock-up of the sign she proposes, and she showed the modest clothing that the teenage girls wore the night of the incident. NBC Universal emailed the following statement. We take these issues very seriously and are looking into them. This conduct does not reflect our values or our guest communication guidelines. We are reaching out to those involved and will deal with the situation appropriately. Insiders say the actor who teased the teenage girls was taking creative liberties with the script she was provided. What happened that night was horrific, said Nancy Beals, the mother of one of the girls. A female Universal Studios employee called her a whore, slut, and a hooker, a microphone in front of a crowd while everyone laughed. This attack on my young daughter's character and reputation was irresponsible and hurtful to her and to me as her mother. The teenagers, Caleb Beals and Roxy Fisher, also read statements and answered questions during the press conference. I was embarrassed because many people were watching and listening, and I worried that they might be thinking that I really was what she said I was. It made me very uncomfortable. I knew what she said was not true, but I didn't know what other people might think, said Roxy Fisher. When my mother complained, something should have been done. Go ahead.
4: Okay, as a mom of two daughters, first off, you're letting your kid go at that age to effectively an adult entertainment evening.
1: Yep. Okay. Now I'm gonna. am I'm gonna. You're okay if you were called that, Nancy.
4: Well, what I'm saying.
1: Are you okay if you were called that? No. Would you be okay I with f- that?
4: Okay. First. Y- off, yes
1: or no? It's a yes or no question.
4: It, I'm an adult.
1: Are you okay if you were called that in front of a big crowd of people? You're answering I, my question.
2: There's I think the no, one you're looking for, Michael, I, is satire. I would I would be offended, see, but I don't, see, it's it's su- I, I don't think it's suable. It's not suitable. I don't think it's suable either still. I think if
4: I think if I was in that situation and I knew what I was getting myself into, because I am an adult, I might have even played along sashaying up on stage. But Because I knew it was a game being an adult. Plus, you're going into a place where you're going to have a lot of things said to you, and a lot of things done at you, and a lot of noises made at you, all in the realm of it being a quote-unquote horror night, and a horror experience. And The Purge is an especially sensitive... I mean... Isn't The Purge all about there being no law and people can be killed however they want to be killed? You know, you can do whatever you want and you can be as whatever is whatever you want.
3: And getting rid, I think the first film was getting rid of the undesirables in society.
1: Okay, I just looked it up on their site and it says they encourage children under the age of 13 to to not go. Under the age of thirteen
4: i don't know I have a, that's because I, you can't you can't stop a lot of people in today's society my, I have a problem from though, putting their teenagers in these their teenagers want to be in and frankly I, I think i don't know i it's as a parent of young kids I can't see encouraging my children ever to do these things I was never encouraged to do horror nights and things like that. It just wasn't in our family's vocabulary, especially alone. a routine. Yes, I'm not. I'm not the type of parent who's going to drop my kids off at something like Universal Halloween Horror Night. Yeah, I agree.
2: With I you. agree I mean, with that, but we can't
0: blame. I, but that, I, I, but I that's beside p- the point. This was satire. She was. She was making
1: jokes at their expense. Okay. Yeah. Now, no, I'm on her. I'm on the other. I'm on. I. I've never said this in my entire life. I'm on Gloria Allred's side. And here's why. First of all, if you have all these adults, and then there's Nancy, and then there's the two 13-year-old girls. How does she know they're 13? Oh, you think they look like – there's plenty of people that you could have picked on. If I'm not sure, I'm not going to pick on the ones that I think could be younger. Just saying. And
4: that could have been been a very bad choice on her part. It also said that that they were taking
1: liberties with the script. My third
0: thing is, well, I, I don't. Yeah, I think the script is is a lot of.
4: There's not a lot different ad-libbing. between a thir- yeah. There's not okay. So why does a it have lot to different be, between a thirteen it? and a sixteen year old visually sometimes these days? So then the you don't kid, uh, the kids I, wear makeup. I, mm. You don't know if they're thirteen or sixteen.
1: Okay, so then my other problem with it is that the whole sexual nature of it. Why does it have no. to be horror nights with a sexual nature? Why couldn't it be? A, why does it? Why couldn't it be something else?
4: And that's a good question. Why do they do a lot of anything they do in these horror nights? But why? Why? Scenarios? Why does scary
1: have to be a sexual nature? It doesn't Ask have Jamie to Lee be. Curtis, it's her fault.
2: I don't know. Maybe it's just that's Hollywood, right? I don't think I it's that really? way. Not for Hollywood's okay.
1: I'm going well, deeper Tom than... Well, Tom
2: and Michael both went there to Hollywood. Did, yeah, and, and you you saw the show. What,
4: talk to us.
0: I mean, it was... She It was an uh, actress, and she was just... She had s- prepared speeches, but then she was also interacting with the crowd and... and was there anything ad-libbing. of a
1: sexual nature being ad Not right? that I remember
4: now. Okay. Not,
3: not when we were there. Thank there you. were other areas of Universal where there were things of sexual nature. Mm-hmm. Dancing girls and... Yeah. And, and that... That one, the even bar, right at the entrance, the Twister, were, yeah,
0: yeah, the, the the one maze. But then right at the entrance, there was there were two cages, I guess, with girls oh, but,
3: dancing in them. Yeah, yeah, it was very odd. I didn't understand that.
1: I mean, I'm just kind of on a soapbox. I don't know why Halloween had to become this like nasty holiday, and this is just another part of it. Like it never oh. was intended to be that way. I know it makes money, but have I just you looked
4: have a, at costume sales. These I days? could go
1: off on that too. It's totally wrong. Yep. Exactly. Anyways. I just have a problem with that. It had to, that you. I, I agree. I wouldn't have let my 13 year old go- daughter go, number one. But no. the fact that they went, I think that if I'm in an audience and I'm scanning any questionable age, I would definitely not have outed.
0: If, and if, if I was insulted at the, at what the actress was saying, I would have walked away quickly. But you're this not a 13-year-old girl, Tom. Oh, yeah,
3: 13-year-olds. You're not this a 13-year-old a, girl. You don't have the wherewithal sometimes to do that. No. I mean, it's not like it was a stage
0: show where you're sitting in seats or anything like this. This was out in the open. You, anybody, you could have walked away at any point.
1: No, you cannot, you cannot talk. I'm sorry. I'm going to pull the teacher card. That's a 13-year-old girl. It's not Tom, the confident adult. I disagree with you.
3: Yeah, I, I, I'm on Tony's side with this one. When should've... an adult starts talking at them like that, they'll they don't they don't they won't walk away. A lot of them.
2: And I think they said that they were embarrassed. They were probably you know, ha- probably shocked that she did talk to them. And then if they walk away, everybody knows so it's
1: that. Like it's even more obvious.
2: Yeah. I don't know. I just think
1: I think there's mistakes all the way around. Yeah. I think the parents shouldn't have let their kids go. However, they went. I think that maybe if there is more of a sexual nature, they need to advertise that more. Like they need, or they need to have a disclaimer more, or they need to say 16 and over or 17 and over.
2: But you also had a good point. I mean, this woman's an adult. She should have known better than to pick on the two young girls. She should just not have gone there. She, she showed very poor taste. I'm trying to remember when I saw the Elvira show her uh, for the Knott's Berry farm Halloween haunt, um, She was also a little risque, and she was picking on people in the audience, but I don't think she singled out the younger people.
3: No, it was mostly middle-aged men. (laughs) (laughs) So that's the news. Thank you, Tony.
0: Uh, Time for rapid fire, Michael.
3: All right. Well, those of you who enjoyed the train exhibit that was at the – the Disney gallery at Disneyland a year or so ago will really be excited about the Walt Disney Family Museum's new exhibit that's starting on November 13th and going through February 9th. That's All Aboard, a Celebration of Walt's Trains. This ex- um, exhibit explores the influence that railroading had on Walt Disney's life and work, and it also tells the story of how his railroading legacy lives on to this day in Disney films and theme parks around the world. So they have more than 200 artifacts, first-hand accounts, archival videos, and images of Walt and his trains, and actual model trains running throughout the show. And this will highlight how Walt's passion for trains developed long before manifesting itself in Disney's short cartoons, feature films, and Walt's personal life at home. So, you know, trains were a big part of Walt's life. Um, Walt's father Elias and Walt, and Walt's uncle Mike, Mike worked on the railroad and that instigated Walt's fascination for railroading. And it was during a cross country rail trip to New York in 1928 that Walt lost his cartoon star Oswald the Lucky Rabbit and developed Mickey Mouse on his train trip back to California. And when you think about it, there's really a lot of trains in Disney films. After, uh, Steamboat Willie debuted, the, um, the next short, one of the, the following shorts was in 1929, Mickey's Choo Choo. And then there were also uh, there was a train Casey Junior in Dumbo. Uh, There were trains in the film So Dear to My Heart and the Great Locomotive Chase. When Walt went to the Chicago Railroad Fair in 1948, he was so he was so inspired by that trip that that helped him to develop his ideas for Mickey Mouse Park that ultimately became Disneyland. And around that park, there would be a railroad and uh, a railroad station. So this exhibit not only explores Walt's fascination with trains, but it explores the passion of railroading that Walt's friends and staff, including um, Ward Kimball and Ollie Johnson, had for um, the trains, and also other Imagineers, including Roger Brody and Bob Gurr, and then the exhibit will reveal how Walt's Railroad Legacy continues today. And so definitely, if you're um, in San Francisco, take a, take a trip to the Walt Disney Family Museum from November 13th to February 9th to see this exhibit. We'll have a link to the museum's website in our show notes, so you can learn a little more about this exhibit and about tickets.
0: Excellent. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Mary Jo?
2: I saw this really cool article about wine tastings around the Southland area. Do they have barstools? I don't know. They m- okay. Well, we'll ha- you know, we'll have to try them out and check and see if they have them. But that was for the- you, Tony.
0: He, Tony Sorry. wasn't paying
3: attention. Yeah, Is <laughs> that because Mary Jo spins yeah, on she them she when she's had a little too much? Oh, okay.
2: It's fun. I don't don't have to have a wine. There was a reason why I did that, guys. (laughs) Mm. But um, the wine tasting will be in the Los Angeles, San Fernando Valley, Santa Monica areas, Pasadena area, Long Beach, South Bay area, the Inland Valley area. And what I wanted to bring attention to was the San Antonio winery, which is a winery here in los angeles it's the only producing winery in los angeles area in fact we used to go there when i was growing up a lot and when i was on the charles phoenix tour recently we drove past and i was like oh my gosh i remember this winery but the wine wine tasting happens on the weekends at these different places cost is pretty nominal it can be twelve dollars twenty five dollars depending on the different um, options that you have and in addition to the San Antonio winery that I wanted to bring attention to, I would also, um, say that in Temecula, which is, would be what, in the Inland Valley area, there, you don't often hear about the wineries in the Temecula area, but they do have a lot of them over there. And that would be a good, um, good day to spend on the weekend to go over there and sightsee and go visit them. So we'll have a link in the show notes to this article that talks about the different places that you can go to.
3: Excellent. Where Mary Jo learned to drink as a child.
2: <laughs> it was so funny. It was something to do with my grandparents, and it was we were we would always go to the San Antonio winery. So.
3: Well, that sounds like wholesome family yeah, fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we were a very mellow family. My family, we
3: still always go to TJ.
1: <laughs>
0: All right, thank you, Mary Jo. I will go next. Knott's um, Berry Farm Season Pass holders uh, get, receive discounts on food and merchandise, but there are other things coming up that they can receive discounts on, including uh, Bring a Friend Days, which are coming up November 17th to 20th, where Season Pass holders can bring up to four friends for only $35 each, And the one that caught my, another one caught my eye, is now through the end of the year, pass holders can save $5 and receive a free audio guide at Titanic the Experience and Bodies the Exhibition. So those two uh, exhibits that are are at the, I think it's the old wax museum, right, Tony?
1: Yes, the old wax museum. There's a Starbucks. The
0: old Wax Museum there in Buena Park, Uh, Downsbury Farm Season pass holders can save money at those two exhibits. There's also discounts, other discounts on the Knott's Berry Farm website. You can take a look at that, including, uh, discounts for other Cedar fair theme parks, like, um, great America up in Michael's neck of the woods. So, uh, take a look at that. I'd also put a link in the show notes page for that. Nancy.
4: Okay. Well, guess what? There are a bunch of artists in residence at Disneyland this month. Um, we have a brand new newsletter from our partner at Disney. Um, first up, one of my personal favorites Joey Chu. Um, Joey Chu. I don't know if you guys remember but when they redid a lot made a big push and redid a lot of small world stuff there was like a little small world app game app that came out and small world books and such like that Oh yeah. Joey did all the artwork for those. And he's had some really amazing pieces. He's going to be there a lot this month. I mean are we talk talking Wonderground is- Gallery? We are talking Yes, the okay. Wonderground Gallery. He's going to be there the 1st, 7th, 14th, 15th, 21st, and 22nd. So he is practically living nice. at the Wonderground Gallery this <laughs> month. Um, now joining him the first weekend, uh, the 1st and 2nd, um, which is already over. Um, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he will be back <laughs> the 29th and 30th, um, is Jackie Huang. Um, Jackie's a paper artist, I believe, also. Um, or definitely a three-dimensional artist. Um, pretty stuff. The focus piece that they've got, um, as an example this year, is a beautiful little hummingbird. Um, out some flowers. So it's kind of neat. Um, very reminiscent of Bambi. Now, um... This coming weekend, another, uh, favorite, the man who developed the hipster, the hipster Mickey series, Jared Marayama, will Mm -hmm. be there one, um, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on November 8th doing signings. Um, also, Brittany Lee will be appearing, um, on November 8th. She's got an interesting modern take on Frozen. Um, kind of a, a fun, playful look to her art. Another uh, person who's going to be at Acme Archives, um, or I should say, will be at at Off the Page from Acme Archives, is artist uh, Guy Vasilovich, and he's got a wonderful Bambi in the Snow that they're using as his um, his sample. So, that's all this weekend. Next weekend, um, uh, Wonderground Gallery is gonna have a big artist showcase with multiple people from 11 to 1. Joey Chu, of course, Brian Crosby, Yoon jung Joon Kim, Kristen Churchuk, and Lila Warren. So, that's a multi-artist phenomena. Also, Harvey's is going to be at uh, Vault 28 doing a signing, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. on November fi- uh, 15th, and that's uh, Dana and Melanie Harvey. Now, I love their bags. Excellent customer service. I've had to have mine repaired, got it back really quick and easy, really nice. So they're the ones that look like they're made out of seatbelt material. Oh, those For are those really of pretty. You- yeah, they're great. And they're uh, featuring a bag this time that's like film strips.
0: Neat.
4: So that's kind of a neat bag. Um November fifteenth and sixteenth, both days. Raymond Swanland, uh who specializes in art from Star Wars. Uh kind of an interesting Leia and C three PO print that they've got featured for his so spotlight. Be D piece. And that will be a D Street, yes indeed. Now, the following weekend that kind of wraps most things up, um, November 22nd, John Coulter and Noah will be on hand at the Wonderground Gallery. Once again, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. So it sounds like quite the artist showcase. And we already mentioned the Apple, which is always, you know, talked about in these things as well. So, uh, so, yeah, looks like a lot of fun. Um, if you want to know what's going on in Paris, shoot me <laughs> <No>. an email. <laughs> no. Apparently there's a new 82-page filled cookbook called La Tweet. Oh, Tweed. Could you read it? Maybe. Okay, no. But um, it looks really cool, and I would actually buy that cookbook for 20 pounds. Or 20 euros, I'm sorry. Oh, you can get it at DisneyStore.fr. <laughs> there you go. But right. uh, anyway, Thank that's you, uh, pretty much it for for
1: merchandise. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. All right, Tony. Okay, for all of you with the little ones, and you're going to be at Disneyland for a while, and in there if you have a kid that's a big Thomas the Train fan, the Discovery Cube Orange County, which is only mm-hmm. 6.4 miles away, is having Love Thomas and friends explore the rails, and then afterwards I'm going to explain how you can get there. Because we always talk about it. But I actually have some information on how easy it is to get there from Disneyland Resort. So from now until January 4th, 2015, you will have the you have access to Thomas and Friends Explore the Rails, a hands-on STEM exhibit. For those of you that don't know STEM, it's the one of the latest pushes in education, science, technology, engineering, and math. Based on the adventures of everyone's favorite blue engine, Thomas, his engine friends, on the island of Sodor's iconic locations, and a bunch of stuff that I don't know. But you get to climb inside Thomas's cab to explore the engine's inner workings. Fun. Remove and replace parts to fix Percy's wobbly wheel. Load Percy's coal box and water so he can deliver the mail. Suit up as the conductor and sell tickets to ride the train. Load and sort luggage and freight in the train cars. Explore the history of Thomas and friends through books, TV show clips, and toys. Plan and build navigation routes to favorite destinations of the gigantic island of Sodor train table. So you can do that. If you have some little ones that love Thomas, it'd be a great thing to do. And if you're if you would like to purchase tickets, general mission for adults is $16.95. Children 3 to 14 are $12.95. Children 2 and under are free. If you add the 4D movie, which is not necessarily Thomas related, it's $3. There are discounts. Well, we always talk about it, but we never really talk about like more or the logistics about it. But um, Credential teachers who are members of their teacher education network get free general admission every day. So if you're a credential teacher, log on to discoverycube.org backslash TEN10 to register and download your teacher admission ticket. But you have to have a valid pay stub or ID. Um, and then Bank of America card holders receive free admission on the first Sunday of each month. Photo ID and any Bank of America Merrill Lynch credit or debit card must be presented. Military discount can get 10% off for up to six admission tickets. And then also, members of the ASTC participating museums, so I guess if you're a big museum person, you get a free general admission or two for, for two named adult members and two children. And if you don't want to drive down the five freeway, it's not that far, it's only six miles, you can take the arts. Route nineteen from the Disneyland Resort Main Transportation Center. So there you go, Discovery Cube Science Center, Thomas. Choo
0: choo. (laughs) I had forgotten the dark goes there. That's very cool. And that's what three bucks, three bucks each way, or five dollars, five dollars round trip. I'm sure it's been listed on the
1: podcast. Yeah, I think it's something like that. Five bucks.
0: Yeah, five bucks. Five bucks. All right. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, everyone, for your rapid fires. Uh, Time for a thread of the week, Mary Jo.
2: This week's thread comes from Karen1984, who's been on the Diz since February 2012, and she lives in the Netherlands, and her thread is called Picture Habits. Some people take pictures of their food, guilty. Some take (laughs) pictures of the bathrooms, guilty. Others from their family, every trip in the same spot, in the same position, waiting times, etc. I'm curious to hear what other unusual picture habits people have here. Next to family pictures, character pictures, is there something you take a picture of during every trip? For me, regardless of how many times I've seen a castle, I have to take a picture of it every day of my visit. And then she um, shows some of the pictures of the castles that she's taken through the years, which were really pretty. So I wanted to go around California and ask you guys, what would be some of the unusual pictures, if any, that you take when you go to the parks? And I'll start with tom this time um because i know you take pictures
0: i take pictures but nothing i mean nothing unusual really i mean we used to would take uh pictures of west every time we go with mickey mouse so we could track how many times he had been but
2: do you have a family standard that you take no 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 Okay, well, I'm done with you then. Okay, (laughs) (laughs) just toss them away like a bad piece of trash. (laughs) (laughs) Michael, what about you?
3: Oh, I Carol would be better at this than I. Um, I don't know. I mean, we we I guess we take one in front of the castle, but you know, it's usually we're taking them with characters and and things like that. But no, we don't have we. It's nothing unusual, and it's just when the mood strikes us, kind of thing. Move. The standard.
2: I, like
0: Christmas, would probably take one in front of the tree on on in the Tin Town Square.
2: But what about you, Tony?
1: Well, let me see. Um, if I see some random item of clothing that I think is absurd, I will. <laughs> if I can sneakily do it, I will take a picture and send it to my significant other and go, look at what I just saw. There was something. Somebody's wearing socks that were totally, like, inappropriate with, a, like, a slash, like, you know, like a knot, whatever. And then that just turns into, like, a 10-minute joke of how that – as you kind of have to be there, one of those inside jokes. I do a lot of that. I take a lot of, like, if I see something silly that reminds me of an inside joke, I'll do that. Um But I do that everywhere. So – you wouldn't get it unless you were on the inside joke, but I do that. If I can ever, I find something like that.
4: So, what you're saying is you're converting people of Walmart to people of Disneyland.
1: No, sorry, my my my, my elbow just hit Siri. Hi Siri. I know. Hi Siri. Um, no, I'm saying if there's you know everybody has their friends that they have these like inside jokes with, and then yeah. there's something, and if I explain it right now, people are gonna go like, "What? I have no idea." That's not even amusing. So that's what I do. Yeah. If I, anytime I see something. You know, it's like, oh, that reminds me of this. And then, so, yeah. You kind of have to be there.
4: You
2: do what you do every day of the year, no matter what.
1: Yeah, but I'll do it at Disneyland, too. Right. Yes.
2: <laughs> there we go. Thank you. So, unusual dressing. What about you, Nancy? Oh, gosh. We haven't taken a picture of the girls in
4: front of the White Rabbit door in a long time. That was our... It's supposed our to be unusual. Day. Um... Unusual, sometimes I'll just take pictures of patterns of things. Does that make sense? Like, like, for instance, when I went into the, the bathroom at Flow's, Mm
2: -hmm. check
4: our upcoming, our upcoming bathrooms of DCA. Um, (laughs) you know, the tile makes these little patterns of little wrenches.
2: Oh, that's right.
4: And it's just really cute. Thing. And sometimes mm-hmm. I'll take pictures of things that I might want to use as, like, a background photo on my phone. So I'll have to, you know, get it so it... You know, because when you do a background... When you want a, a good computer screen background or, that's not an actual... um Image, but more of just a repetitive pattern kind of background. You have to do that very carefully, so right? Occasionally, I think that's the weirdest thing I've done is to like take pictures of things like that to use as, like I for instance, I have a background photo for my phone screen that's um, the flows V eight tabletop. The in flows they have these really cool tabletop know, yeah, melanine tabletops for in the restaurant and mm-hmm. it makes a cool wallpaper very so, cool anyway it's i know it's dumb it seems odd but it's well, it's, kind of fun. it's it's what you it's, like it's different well it's just different you know it, it's a creative use of patterning right. i like patterns patterns and colors are some of my favorite things in the world
2: okay and they have a lot of that at disneyland and california adventure so that would make sense that you could right. get that. I like to take pictures of the flowers because they change so often and they're so beautiful. And I'll I'll often take pictures of the flowers in the foreground and looking through them, like um, in Bugs Land. I've taken pictures of the flowers looking up at the Tower of uh, Terror Hotel, and it looks like we're in the little garden over there. And different different times. Um, there's some really nice photos from elk grove chris and what he does is he gets down low and he takes pictures from that perspective from the ground up and he and he says he doesn't even look through the viewfinder he just takes a bunch of pictures and then he looks to see what what came out and so he posted some of his and he has some really really pretty pictures um interesting perspectives so i thought that was cool um somebody else indiana scott says that um somebody takes a picture of the trash cans because the theming on the trash cans themselves is pretty cool. Another person takes uh, pictures of, there's some really cool ones.
3: I will take photos of the flower beds and things to get ideas for color combinations for my garden. I oh, do that's,
2: too. A, that's a great idea. I always take pictures of food mm-hmm. to usually to share because, yeah. um, that I like the presentation and everything look what I'm eating and you're not (laughs) look where I'm at and you're not um Laurie John Hill likes to take pictures of signs so these pictures are um they say that the signs are they have a lot of really cool things there so anyway we have a lot of different suggestions that people have or ideas that people have where they take the pictures and we'll have a link to that thread in our show notes And then, you know what we should do next to that, Mary Jo and Tom? Hmm. We should put a link to the
4: the Disneyland Photo of the Day thread. Oh, that's right. Because, you know, one of the things I used to always love was going to the Photo of the Day thread where somebody puts up a picture and then somebody else goes, I've got a photo of that, or I've got a photo of that, and then all of a sudden you get, like, three or four different perspectives on the same exact thing. Um from different people who said i've got a photo of that
2: yeah and that's, or those the exact really
4: cool. same photo and just to see how different people see that exact same scene in their eyes it's really fun and you can get some great tips there too on how to like take pictures in the middle of rides and stuff like that
0: when you take a just random topic when you take a photo of, of sleeping beauty castle do you where do you take it from
2: I like to take it from the Tomorrowland side, and I like to frame it with one of the flowers. Okay. The, with the hanging flowers, um, and it's, I can you get a, a nice view of the castle from the oblique side, not straight on, mm-hmm. with flowers. I like to frame a lot of my photos with foliage. <laughs> that's that's me. What yeah. about you guys? How do you take your castle pics?
0: Usu- usually, I'll go f- a little a little to the right of center, and take it that way.
4: I used to always go to the left to center. Like when that little wooden bridge used to be there.
0: Mm
4: -hmm. I used to love to take it on that little wooden bridge.
0: Straight on is so boring.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Although, when you get a good picture of the partner statue with the castle in the background, sometimes you can get that when um, there's no people in front, and it's such a pretty picture. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true.
0: I had to struggle the other day trying to get a picture of the... For, for what was it two weeks ago on the, in the in the weekly update, I tried to get a picture of the one of the pumpkins around this around the partner statue with the with the castle in the background with the snow snowy castle in the background. Yeah. Anyway, all right, excellent, and we'll make sure we put a link to that in the show notes page, uh, disunplug dot Thank you, Mary Jo. Thank you, everyone. That was going to do it for this segment of the disunplug. Be sure to catch all of our other Disneyland shows this week. And of course, we'll be back again with you next week. Until then, remember, Disney Island is always more magical when it's shared. Thanks for listening.